Crystal clear here. Yeah, it's me. The crazy middle-aged white lady in Atlanta who has more philosophies and won't shut up about it. I'm back. I never left. Hi. Welcome for the first time, or welcome back. I've been chipped, but I'm not whipped. I'm still going. Just when I think these more colognes are gone, they start showing. Let's go. Let's start the show. Let's pick up where we last departed. Why? Well, I was talking about AI. What does it mean to be a human being machine? Yes, I've got a severe case. Yes, it's still on my face. What the fuck? Good luck. With your Mogalons. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. I want to share something that I read recently on um, futurism.com. This was an article that was published in March of this year, and it is called Experts Warn Brain Computer Interfaces Will Usher in This Singularity by Noir Al Sibai. So, this was March 17th. Singular concern. In an editorial that operates more as a stark warning than an explainer, a pair of philosophers sounded the alarm on the dystopian future they see being ushered in by brain-computer interface technology. Writing for the conversation, University of New England philosophers Sandy Butcher and John Kendall Hawkins said that we're rapidly approaching what's known as, quote, the singularity, in which the division between human and machine becomes obsolete, and BCIs are the, quote, first step on that path. This theoretical moment would mark the dawn of our inseparability from machines, the pair wrote. From that moment on, we won't be able to live without them without ceasing to function as human beings. Mind Machine While artificial intelligence invariably earns its fair share of singularity concerns, futurists are equally worried about BCI implants. BCIs are a natural beginning to the singularity in the eyes of many futurists, they wrote because they meld mind and machine in a way no other technology so far can. Be it Elon Musk's Neuralink or the BCI startup Synchron, these technologies are poised to revolutionize the way people who suffer from paralysis and other debilitating illnesses are able to live. For instance, Synchron has created a minimally invasive implant that allowed a patient with ALS to send emails and browse the internet using his thoughts, they added. It begins. As welcome as this kind of technological advancement is from a medical perspective, it could also be considered the first stages of a tumbling towards the postulated singularity in which human and machine become one. This need not imply machines will become sentient or control us, the philosophers wrote, but the integration itself and our ensuing dependency on it could change us irrevocably. 
Reaching singularity is, of course, a major concern for philosophers, futurists, and lay people alike. But as Hawkins and Boucher note, the fact that we're not only going along with these technologies with the industry's pace of advancement, but in many cases welcoming it is definitely enough to give one pause. So I thought that this was an interesting article, um, especially for anyone who is dealing with Morgulons, which I still have no fucking clue what it is, but I have been following the clues, the things that I can definitely observe, the things I can document, verify, and be like, yeah, this is real. That combined with other circumstantial evidence, such as the CDC's strange study, the resemblance of these objects to man-made materials, whether they be textile fibers or glitters or plastic or glass-like. Um, most of the things that you hear people describing Morgulons as are not like natural objects. They're like, yeah, I've got bright colored plastic and glass shards coming out of my face. Like, okay, yeah, that doesn't, that sounds more like an industrial material, not a uh, natural material. Of course, I don't know, but I mean, when you take everything you do for sure know and put it together, it really stacks up looking like this is not a, this is not a natural disease. And if it's not a natural disease, then that means it's either a man-made disease or um, a man-made technology that obviously causes some level or degree of bodily reaction, so therefore disease. Um, but it's, you know, who could pin down exactly what the long-term effects are because no one has studied Morgulons in a longitudinal way. People are studying it in a more present uh, tense format, like the Stuff That Works .health website. It's doing the crowdsourcing and according to that site, it looks like sores and fibers are the, you know, one and two symptoms. Itch is up there. Depression and anxiety are up there. Um, brain fog and a recent survey put us as a group of Morgulons patients at 22% cancer rate. Considering the majority of us are between like 30 and 60, I would like to know, you know, what's the equivalent, you know, population with similar demographics? What's their rate? I bet it would be under that, but I don't know. It needs to be replicated. And then if it's replicated, probably ought to then be compared against a control group. This disease needs to be reevaluated by medicine and science. But how many of y'all think that that's going to happen? It's not going to happen. It will only happen if we demand it or if we do it. Because we need, like, the basic information. Hell, we don't know. Morgulons could be tempted BCI. Listen, you catch the Morgulons virus, the virus carries the gene editing technology to your DNA. Snip, snip, snip. Let's make this one glow, fluoresce, respond to optogenetic stimulation. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on, you guys. BCI is one of them. It uses gene editing CRISPR technology combined with other technologies. For example, I've done some shows about profuses, implantable, injectable biosensor. That's just one. But there are many. Various technologies that can manipulate either electrically or chemically and interpret as well. So read and write, just like on a computer, your brain waves, your thoughts. There are AIs out there that can right now be attached to your skull and they can be like, let me draw a picture of what you're thinking. And it might not be perfect, but if you're thinking of a tree standing in a field, they will get that down. So we know it's possible. And we know from thousands of people who have Morgulons, not all of them, but a lot of them feel like 
They are being targeted. They are being possessed. They are being, honestly, you know what? A lot of the descriptions that I've heard of people who got hit with the Havana syndrome, the, the, what we now suspect are, um, EMF type weapons, electromagnetic frequency weapons, directed energy weapons. What they describe as their experience and the way they've been treated by the government is just got more lines written all over it, y'all. I'm about to do an episode about that soon. Um, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good one. In the meantime, don't be mean. Be kind. First of all, to yourself. And from that, let flow and radiate your love to everyone else. The best thing you can do is connect. Connect with yourself. Connect with the people physically close to you and around you. If there aren't any, go walk outside. I walk outside, I wait for somebody walking their dog. I'm like, hey, not a big fan of dogs, but you seem like a nice human. Which they usually just look at me like I'm crazy. But sometimes they stop and talk and sometimes they become my friend. You can say something normal and you'll probably make a friend too. Because that's what we all need right now. That's really and truly what we all need right now. Is more friends, more connections, more people, more human beings. It's a lot harder to control a brain when it's not isolated. When it's not ruminating, thinking its own thoughts and not being interrupted by any other voices from the outside, other human beings. That's why abusers always isolate their victims to abuse them. So I'll tell you two things before I go, pieces of advice. Don't ever forget there is strength in numbers and danger in isolation. That's number one. Number two, I'll share with you what I heard on this really good podcast about Havana Syndrome from one of the agents who was hit with one of these weapons. She said, get off the X. So if you feel like standing there and you all of a sudden feel ringing in your ears or your head's hurting or you have this crazy just feeling that it wash over you that doesn't feel right like I did recently. Get off the X. Move away from the window. Might be crazy. Might not help. But if it does help, that's just one more potential clue as to what's going on in this fascinating mystery we're all a part of. Alright, thanks for listening. Stay tuned.